0: It's the Flyers Forecast with Steve Jaco and Craig Forsyth, taking a look at your Flyers week ahead. Hello Flyers fans and welcome back to the Flyers Forecast. I am Steve Jaco, this is Craig Forsyth, and we are here to talk about the Philadelphia Flyers week ahead for the week of February 24th. Craig, how are you today, sir?
1: Steve, I'm doing all right. I'm just, I can't, I haven't sat down all day. I'm too excited about these flyer straights. So I can't wait to discuss them. And it's going to be a long week waiting to finally see Derek Grant and Nate Thompson don the orange and black baby. So I'm pumped. I'm ready, Steve. I've just been doing fist pumps for 12 straight hours. Let's, uh, let's get, let's dig in here. There is nothing,
0: nothing more exciting than when your GM adds bottom six depth. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Nothing. And I mean, it came at a premium. These are important assets we sent, sent out. And uh, I will say though, uh, I think it's cup or bust now with these uh, by adding Derek Grant. I think we've really gone over the top.
0: So, you don't get a Derek Grant and not think you're, you're cup bound.
1: Yeah. He's pretty much. Yeah. That's your that's just announced to the league. Hello. I'm, I'm ready to compete now. We've got we've got Darren Grant, Derek Grant in the fold. So I, I mean, well, I mean, the, the trades overall, though, I, I'm okay with. It's just they're not.
0: They're not just how,
1: Yeah, it's just what we were talking about. There, there was a, only a couple needs that they really needed. And uh, it was either do nothing or, uh, you know, add a guy like Derek Rant. It isn't really.
0: So they did nothing.
1: Yeah, pr- pretty much. Yeah, they did
0: nothing. <laughs> they, did nothing, but hey, veteran death. Veteran yeah. death. There you go. Yeah, uh, the Flyers did not do much at the trade deadline, and the rest of the Metro, they they made some moves. Made some moves, but we will talk about that more on Flyperbole later this week. Today, we're here to talk about the Flyers team we do have, not the Flyers team we wish we had. And the Flyers team we do have is currently third in the Metropolitan with 77 points, 35-20-7, and and a plus-23 goal differential.
1: I like the way how you set it up. Like it was, we, we're sad about the Flyers right now. They're doing pretty good. Oh, they're
0: doing of, pretty uh, good. Yeah. yeah but, and
1: I, I mean, we were ready for a, a slow deadline, but you know, yeah, it's a, it's, it's one it's of been. those
0: things. Everybody wants Dominic Hasek. They want Yaramir Jagr in his prime. They want to go back no and get '94 yeah. Gretzky, who who bleeds on the ice when you hit him just the right way. <laughs> on the Sega Genesis, all just, that an all-star team. Those just three another... guys.
1: It's <laughs> just another deadline or draft where uh, the Flyers didn't trade for McDavid. So I think we know where they sit when it comes to trying to win.
0: Oh no, they, you know. they don't care about winning. It's it's that's <laughs> uh
1: do I, I'll, I'll do the I'll do the records. Uh twenty one five four at home, 15 and three on the road. Uh yeah, the road isn't great, but home is really good. Uh they got the third most points at home right now behind Boston, who's twenty one two and nine at home. And uh the so penguins good. unfortunately. Who are 22, 6 and 4. I was, the Flyers don't have. The Flyers have one of those nine, though. I don't think they have one of the two. Yeah, they, they want to shoot out there early in the year. But anyway, 10th uh, in goals per game, 11th in goals against per game, middle of pack and power play. And now, unfortunately, the PK is kind of slipping too. They're 12th now at 81.7. I might look into why that's happening later in the week. Uh, oh, wow. And the underlying numbers, they haven't really. Uh, change that much. They're still just inside the top 10 for shot attempts, 4 percentage middle attack, expected goals, 4 percentage, but uh, towards the top of well, they've dropped in expected goals against for 60 as well, but it's not it's not too terrible. They're sitting 11th uh, and the additions of Derek Grant and Nate Thompson for those who didn't happen to see these uh, trades go down in which case I got to ask where were you uh, Derek Grant was traded from the Ducks to the Flyers for Kyle Chris Cuolo and a 2020 conditional fourth um stuff gets,
0: we know all the guys we know this is uh, yeah this is all a famous this, trade
1: i don't need to explain it but i will you know just in case just in case one of you losers out there doesn't know what we're talking about so anaheim gets the hire of philadelphia or nashville's fourth rounders uh at the draft this year the flyers got the fourth last year in the ryan hartman deal the hartman Simmons trade. So. Whichever one uh is higher in the draft, the Anaheim will get. Chris Cuolo was a twenty seven year old center. He had twenty four points and forty games for Lehigh Valley. We're not gonna miss him. Uh Maddie said he was doing pretty good this year, but again he was an AHLer, and you know, and through the NHL, yada yada yada. Uh, R I P. D. Crisco. <laughs> R I P D. It it's gone too soon. I think he's from here too. I don't know. We may have to look into that.
0: Slippery I think bastard. I heard
1: him that. And now he's gone. Slipped through our fingers, just like Mike Trout. He's the Flyers' Mike Trout, pretty much. Uh, 20 points in 49 games this season for Derek Grant. 14 goals. So why are we dunking on a guy that has 14 goals already?
0: I think that just sounds perfect. This team needs guys who shoot and, you know, 14 goals.
1: 14 goals on 81 shots. He's shooting 17.3%. He's not going to do this again. Why do I say that? Well, folks, it's his seventh NHL season. Uh, He has... 30 goals total in his career, including the 14 this year. Uh, He also had 12 goals in 66 games back in 2017-18 when he shot 18.5%. So, I'm not expecting the point production from Derek Grant. I think it's more about the veteran leadership and uh, not letting rookies play in difficult situations in the playoffs and defensively responsible and blocking. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, but I think he can bring a little bit. uh, He should be a nice option on the penalty kill too, which again, penalty kills. uh, They've had some games recently where it hasn't been great. uh, And also might help alleviate or make it a little bit uh, less of a workload on guys like a Torier or a Ralph or Lawton. Uh, yes, and you're uh, bringing in
0: a guy who can do one thing and one thing only. And the only thing that matters at the end of the day, and that's play flyers hockey. You bring that G H H to the table, the grit heart and hustle.
1: Oh, I like that. Uh, that's my G
0: H H is my, my new stat. <laughs> and that is the only stat that matters for Philadelphia hockey flyers.
1: Hashtag only stat that matters i do uh yeah, So i mean grant is i guess the fine option here i thought maybe they could have just used one of these guys but i guess i guess we're going with two uh and the second guy actually the first guy they added because i guess in case you know insurance policy in case they didn't get Derek grant which i don't think those words have ever been said uh nate thompson from the montreal canadians for a 2021 fifth round pick 14 points this season four goals 10 helpers in 63 games And after this trade, the Flyers now have seven picks in 2020. They have no thirds and two sevenths. Thank you to the Montreal Canadiens. Shout out to Phil. And then six picks in 2021. They have no fifth because of Nate Thompson. Now, that's kind of funny to say, but it is the reason why I don't have a fifth-round pick. Uh, To explain, I mean, they're pretty much just gritty veteran additions to help fill out the bottom of the roster. I get it to an extent, the concern with Bunneman. Um, He wasn't the fourth line center option coming in. He's been playing fine, but I guess you know there are concerns about how he's going to play in the playoffs and I guess you don't want a player like Connor Bunneman to mess up and cost the Flyers a goal against or a series in a way. I don't know. I wouldn't have mind him playing. I really would have liked Joel Faraby to stay up here. That's the other thing because of these trades. Joel Farabee and Connor Bunneman have been sent down to the AHL. It was first believed that Faraby was a paper transaction. Turns out might actually spend some time down there. I like Fairbairn. I like Fairbairn, and I want him to actually play in the playoffs. So, as long as he comes back up before the postseason, I'm fine with this. Um, and it might just be a paper. I mean, it might just be a numbers game right now because of the salary cap and everything. But uh, I, I Listen, would.
0: Grant Thompson needs his time on this roster. Grant Thompson.
1: <laughs> That's that's what we're gonna call. I like that. Grant Thompson taking up two roster spots. Somebody projected him playing in the top six tomorrow. And I I don't I don't know about that. That may have been Kimmel, Grant Thompson
0: taking up two spots just like a (laughs) large man on a plane
1: that can be that they can be the uh they just sit Derek Grant sitting on Nate Thompson's shoulders and they just wear a big trench coat and nobody asks a question that's how they play the game so I'm excited to see that going on out there but uh and speaking of greatness to kind of illustrate how defensively minded these players are uh 327 forwards have played 450 minutes at five and five this season uh the these guys are two of them Grant is seventh in terms of uh Percentage of their shifts starting in the defensive zone with 29.96. And Nate Thompson is 13th with 17.78. So these guys aren't really expected to produce. They're just kind of expected to go out there, kill some minutes, make sure they don't get scored on. So that's what the Flyers added at this deadline. Again, I would have liked to have maybe just added one, drought down bottom into the AHL, and keep Farabee in the everyday lineup. Uh, I did hear fair. We had not the best game on Saturday, but I don't think that would warrant getting demoted for a period of time. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's where we're at, Steve. Uh, also the, the, the fire straight TJ Brennan to the Blackhawks for Nathan Noel. Noel was a 2016 fourth round pick 22 year old center. Hasn't produced at all since going pro. He has seven points, in 58 AHL games and 28 points in 60 ECHL games over the last two years. He's also an RFA this summer. So I like that trade to an extent because it is extending how long you have this asset for. So I think they're going to lose Brennan this all season, I believe. And then Noel is somebody that he could sign and maybe turn into something, even though his numbers had not been that great. So uh, I, I'm I, yeah, just not a fan of Farrabee in the AHL. I don't know. I think he's been fine up here. And uh, he looks like an everyday NHLer. And I really want him to get that playoff experience. So that's, that's what I'm kind of worried about now is for some reason they would keep him out of the playoff
0: lineup. But well, especially for players like this, you're, you know, guys who really, play like this. Yeah. Well, the thing is, Joel Farraby, you're looking at a guy who's got his ceiling is a, a top line winger. Whereas yeah. these guys, their ceiling is, uh, I guess they could play on the second line and not totally uh, kill you. If man. you absolutely were in a crunch, like that's their ceiling.
1: Yeah, I feel like yeah, I feel like it would be uh, like the Philpeule game against the Penguins a couple years ago. That's what it would feel like. Like they could, but in an ideal world, that's never happening. Right, but at like, all. This yeah, is, you know, like this is
0: this is a terrible case scenario for your favorite hockey team, but best case scenario for these players. <laughs> like ideally, these are guys that are their bottom six guys. They're guys who are probably going to play on your fourth line and and you know grind some minutes out play some pk yeah. and uh, you know we, we've seen these guys I, are a dime a dozen we've seen them plenty that's why they cost a fifth round pick and you don't want to see farabee go down at the expense of this but yeah you know, that's that's hockey baby that's hockey
1: that's that's hockey baby i will say too uh a fourth line of raffle um grant and k doesn't sound bad at all also the fires only have grant for this year so if he shoots the lights out this year and it's not going to happen again next year it doesn't matter. The Flyers only need him for this year, so hopefully, the his luck with shooting keeps on going here, and he can maybe reach twenty goals for no reason. I don't, I mean, I can't picture twenty goal score, Derek Grant, but we're almost there, I guess. Uh, Nate Thompson, I, I mean, he's a body. He's a warm body. I'll tell you that. Uh, and these warm bodies will be hosting the San Jose Sharks on Tuesday, 7 p.m. NBC. Really,
0: it's a shame they're not technically cold-blooded, where you could work that in there. Oh,
1: oh there it is. Okay. I mean, do you want to? Yeah, you can redo it. Do you want to do it? No, no, no. I don't, I don't. I don't.
0: I have no idea what what kind of blood sharks have. <laughs> I
1: don't know. Well, I don't know either. But I'll tell you about these sharks, and they're uh, they're third to last in the West, uh, 27th on the league. Just fucking terrible. 56 points, 26-32-4, minus 44 goal differential. Pretty bad, considering what the Sharks were expected to be. I think they have to be the most disappointing team in the
0: league. I don't
1: I don't know who else would be up there. Oh, but... yeah,
0: no, 100%. I mean, this is a team that I think a lot of people penciled in to win their division and maybe even win the Cup, you know, in some cases. Yeah, and,
1: yeah. Well, and Carlton and was supposed to be like...
0: For the record, most sharks are, are cold-blooded, so we could have oh, uh, had that transition. But <laughs> All right, Oh, well, I guess you've got to watch year. more Shark Week next time. Yeah. But, no, uh, I mean, no, Carlson, Burns, these are guys that you see that combination. You go, my God, how can this team not succeed? And even when you look at the fact that you know Joe Thornton is up there in age, Patrick Marleau, uh, now Penguin... Uh, Up there in age, you know, they had a lot of talent on this roster, uh, roster. and I said Rostel because I was thinking of Thomas Hertel, who got (laughs) hurt, and that didn't help their cause, but they were bad before he even got hurt.
1: Yeah, yeah, they've been bad all year, and then it's just been a fire to coach, and then they uh, just keep getting injured, so it's getting worse and worse for them, and I think it should play into the Flyers' hand, but we'll talk about uh, 12-17-3 on the road are the Sharks, which is they're a worse road team than the flyers so i i don't need to do any more analysis there you should kind of get the picture of how bad they are on the road uh 28th in goals per game 26th in goals against per game 26 on the power play first on the penalty kill. so there you go well wow. it's like the one of the worst goaltending situations in the league for a while number one the p i don't know i don't know how that works but they're doing it um And part of that might be because they're just on the power play a lot. Uh, Going into tonight, eight teams have been shorthanded at least 200 times already this season. San Jose is sixth with 202. And then the Rangers that the Flyers have a home-and-home against later in the week is third with 205. So they should be able to... Flyers Flyers power play is going to get some chances, and they can kind of swing these games here if the Flyers really need it. They shouldn't need it against the Sharks, especially uh, tomorrow, but... Uh, and then the Sharks are just uh, middle of the pack for shot attempts, four percentage expect the goals against they are 21st. So the goal tank doesn't really bail them out for the number of chances they let up from in close. Uh, they did win the first meeting this year, though six to one loss in San Jose. Uh, it was on December 28th. It was after the flyers returned from Christmas break. They hadn't skated in a couple days. I think it was the rare situation where the flyers, uh, or like a situation where the Flyers should have had an advantage because the Sharks are in the second game of back-to-back. They actually skated the night before, so their legs were ready. Flyers are coming into the game cold. I think they could have played into it a little bit, but still shouldn't lose to the Sharks six to one, especially this year. And I think when they come back to Philly with the roster that the Sharks are going to throw out there, there should not be any there should not be any doubt about a win. But they talking about that roster real quick. They traded Brendan Dillon. They traded Patrick Marleau, like we already talked about. They traded uh, Barkley Goudreau, who is not amazing, but is still a roster player for them, which is important because when I read off their uh, expected lineup for tomorrow uh, via daily face-off, um, and they did add Brandon Davidson at this tra- trade deadline for future considerations, which is who I thought the player the Flyers got from the Rangers. But anyway, that's a, uh, the lineup for that's expected to go into tomorrow's game is Timo Mayo, Joe Thornton. Kevin LeBanc is their first line. That's okay. Second line. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Let's do the line by line commentary. Second line, Evander Kane, Alexander True, Stefan Nosen. That is the second line. So, Alexander True, I think, is going to be playing in his 10th game and also a big Spando Ballet fan. Uh, Third line, Marcus Sorensen, Joel Kelman, Dylan Gamble, Gambrel, Gambrel. Jesus. <laughs> but those guys are—I mean, those are these are guys that are
0: definitely in the NHL, really in the NHL.
1: Yeah, they're real names. All right. Uh, and then the fourth line—they didn't even list a third—a third forward. They just have Noah Gregor and Anta Suomela So that's—they're uh, throwing those people out there. And then on defense, the top pair is going to be Redeem Simek and Brent Burns. Cool. With okay. Vlasic, Vlasic and uh, Mario Ferraro. Uh, oh, man, he's a great pair, driver. He's one that he's. I'll tell you what. Yeah, he's. Uh, he's almost as good as Dad, Mark uh, Mario uh, Ferrari. Almost different last names. It's a whole thing. It's a f- weird family history. Third pair, Jacob Middleton and Tim Heed. So these are the people uh, they're going to be going in with. And I'll tell you what, I, I like. How how are you gonna? There's no way the flyers should lose this. Right? I say this. I say this so often. <laughs> But like this lineup.
0: Middleton and, and Heath are
1: playing. Yeah. Middleton also, and
0: Heat are my my favorite English comedy duo.
1: <laughs> They're San Jose's ah, a couple. That's what's going on. Yeah. That's what yeah. <laughs> Just, one's messy, uh,
0: the other one's very clean and proper. How are they going to live together? Let alone play <laughs> third pair defense.
1: They try and solve their problems all nice and that's where the comedy show happens. They're always getting scored on but they don't care uh i like or joe thorne almost got traded today too and it sounded like a thing where he didn't really request a trade but it sounded like he was bummed after he didn't get traded so it's a real good it's a real good vibe going on around the sharks right now it's a team that if you're a hungry playoff team uh fighting for playoff positioning you shouldn't shouldn't lose this game especially with uh martin jones in net, 14 18 and 2 894 save percentage 3.11 gaa does have a shutout uh, and then they're back with goalies Aaron Dell, nine oh nine save percentage, 12-13 uh, and two. Uh, currently on a four game losing streak as well. The the Sharks
0: for th- so for Thornton, it's not like where you're Jeff Carter and you don't get traded, you get you continue living in L.A. and and being Jeff Carter. Like <laughs> you're Joe Thornton, like you're going back to San Jose, hanging out with all those like San Francisco area tech bros and. It gets pretty yeah. cold in San Jose sometimes.
1: There's only so much time we can spend hanging out with Thomas Middleditch and uh,
0: the rest oh of the God. Silicon Valley crew. Who, uh, yeah. who,
1: who, who is Gabe? That guy was on that show too, right? Wasn't it?
0: Yeah, but he doesn't have a real name. That he's just would. the guy who played yeah. Gabe on The Office. Yeah.
1: yeah, but he should have to live with that label for the rest of his life because yeah. it is pretty... Absolutely. It's, it's not good. But
0: for Joe, that's, that's where he's stuck. He's just stuck yeah, there. So for I, Joe. I agree with you. This should be a win. And... I You know... I, Steve's betting tip of the week. Bet Flyers. <laughs> Take the Flyers money I line in this probably. one, folks.
1: Steve Stone Cold Lock of the Week. Uh, we'll just go with that.
0: And We're going to turn fire. that into a five-way parlay with... <laughs> and is going to get the opening tip off, and you're, you're good.
1: Uh, I still got to watch that movie, too. Timo uh, Meyer, 20 goals. Evander Kane, TMI 21 goals. They still have two 20-goal scorers, but it seems like the rest of it is kind of... Not doing too great right now for those yeah. uh, San Jose Sharks. Well,
0: so. you know the Flyers—they get to—they get to go dumpster diving with the Sharks on Tuesday, and then the Flyers get to continue their journey into Dumpster Town as they take <laughs> on the New York Rangers on Friday at 7 p.m.
1: Oh baby, uh, first game isn't in Dumpster Town on Friday, but the second game on Sunday afternoon, which will be on NBC at noon. Uh, that one's going to be in Dumpster Town up at uh, Madison Square Garden. The, uh, the Flyers uh,
0: travel to Dumpster Town, <laughs> where, where we've seen such famous sights as Mark Messier. <laughs> Jesus, I can't even. <laughs> dumpster Town's just making me laugh too much.
1: I'm hoping uh, we get another game where Susan Sarandon drops in and provides some high quality hockey commentary or whatever the fuck she was talking about last year. I'm excited for that. Perhaps. That's the amazing things you get when you go to Madison Square Garden. Just. Hockey fans just talking hockey, living life. It's, Perhaps uh,
0: James Fallon from the NBC late, <laughs> late night show will stop by. James.
1: Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, I hope to, Doc needs to have a uh, just a show where he talks to the Hollywood stars. And just, but just talk, tries to talk to him about like the Pittsburgh Pirates. That's all he does. He doesn't actually talk to him about their lives. It's oh just...
0: wait, uh, this is this is just gold. And like Pierre is like his like band guy who's just like standing there in the corner <laughs> being creepy. Or like maybe is Ed McMahon just like Pierre sitting on the end of the end of the couch, just like uh, like raising his eyebrows at guests and creeping them out.
1: <laughs> It'd have to be like Pierre and the Prospect Six or something, or like Pierre and. Yeah, I think prosper. I mean, that's pretty much the main thing I think And then whenever the band starts playing, he just keeps like rattling off all their stats from like high school, like band,
0: well, band and performances. During the interviews, Pierre just gets closer and closer to the guest on the couch. <laughs> <as> the <laughs> interview goes on until he's basically like right in the guy's face.
1: <laughs> this is this is yes. Yeah. So, it don't nobody steal this idea. This is ours. Yeah. We'll doc, send it in eventually. We'll do the paperwork. But Doc's just don't talking steal.
0: about Roberto Clemente and like Pierce got his head on the guy's shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hey doc, I got, I got a real good perspective right here. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the Rangers. The Rangers, the Rangers like uh, the sharks suck.
1: Yeah. They, uh, they'll score some goals. Also give a lot of goals. Oh, uh, right. second team out of the last wild card spot in the East, 70 points 33 24 and 4 with a plus 15 goal differential 17 13 2 at home that's for friday's game against the flyers 16 11 and 2 on the road that's for friday's game against the flyers they're home on sunday uh the six and goals per game 17th and goals against per game 7th rank power play tied for 19th on the pk their play driving play driving numbers are horrible pretty much all this team does is Create crazy offensive chances, uh, and then they don't play defense at all and hope that Longquisk, Giorgiev, or Shuster can bail them out. So they're 28th in shot attempts four percentage, uh, 31st in shot attempts against for 60, 26th in expected goals for percentage, 30th in expected goals against for 60. So they're really just leaving their goalies to hang out to dry. Speaking of those goalies, real quick, um, there was a little bit of news today that impacts the Flyers' schedule. Uh, Apparently, last night, Pavel Buchnevich and Igor Shisterkin, uh the young up and coming goalie for the Rangers, were involved in a car accident. And both are. I don't know if Butchnevich will miss time, but apparently Shisterkin, uh broke a rib and will be re-evalu- reevaluated in two weeks. So he's not going to be available for the upcoming home and home, which is unfortunately a pretty good break for the Flyers because he is 9 1 0 with a 940 save percentage so far this season. So when They're winning games, it's pretty much because this guy is facing 40 plus shots and bailing them out. Um, uh, Bujnevich is day to day, uh, he might be back in time for the games. He has 37 points in 61 games this season. Uh, so the Flyers will be seeing uh, Lundquist, who is 10 11 and 3 with a 9 7 save percentage, 3.12 GAA, and one shutout, or Gioriev, who is 14 12 and 1 with a nine twelve save percentage, 2.98 GAA. Two shutouts as well. Um, but yeah, this is pretty much. They also had maybe the biggest trade piece available at the deadline and then just decided to sign him forever. So they gave Chris Crowder a seven year extension with a 6.5 million a year cap hit, 28 year old left winger with 24 goals and 45 points in 60 games this season five 20-goal seasons so far in the eight years he's been in the league, two of which were 28 goal seasons, and he'll pass 25 this season. They'll get good years out of Crider, but I feel like that contract is going to come back to bite them in the ass, and considering where they are in terms of rebuilding, it was kind of a, a little bit of an interesting contract to give out, considering it looks like things are going well in the rebuild, but that looks like it might be a hard contract to move in a couple years when you would need some cap space. So yeah. And
0: it it was, it was odd for a team that they're, they're in such an odd position because they, they went and they signed the biggest free agent in Panarin in the off season. And he's been great for them. He's been the lone bright spot really for this team. And they went out and they signed him and they got a a really good draft pick. They lucked into a great draft pick with Capococco couple but, and Crowder's been good, but I was surprised he was the number one trade option. I was surprised the, the Rangers really put the full court press on to, to get him signed at the trade deadline like they did today.
1: Yeah. I really thought he was going to get dealt and uh, it is, I mean, it is the Panarin signing. That's why judging the Rangers and devils this off season, was a little weird because they did do things to help. Like, the Panarin contract is eventually going to hurt the Flyers, just not right now. Even though Panarin's killing it, the Rangers aren't a team that are really pushing the Flyers out of a playoff spot, and they may not be there next year even, but they could be. But in a couple seasons, Panarin and Zabinajad is still here, and if these prospects keep on panning out, they, they could be a real, uh, a real pain in the ass. But um they did the only move they actually made today was trading Brady Shea to the hurricanes for a conditional 2021st, uh, the later of Carolina's two first, as they also have the Maple Leafs. I'm sure the hurricanes are thrilled to be talked about in the same sentence with the uh, Maple Leafs this weekend, but, uh, first round, <laughs> uh, Shea's a first round pick from 2012, only 25 years old. Uh, they also traded away another defensive prospect. Well, uh, Shea's not really a prospect, but they traded away defensive prospect. Joey Keane this early this week. Uh, they have Keandre Miller, Zach Jones, and Matthew Robertson in the pipeline. So I guess it makes sense that they can trade away Shea now because he hasn't he hasn't been great recently. And uh, these guys are all highly anticipated picks, especially Miller. So he may not even be in the top four in a couple seasons. So may as well get a first-round pick for him. Anyway, uh, and the defense really is, I mean, the defense, speaking of it, uh, not great. Uh, Adam Fox is pretty good. He's going to be a real pain in the ass. That's Another thing the the Rangers were able to add this offseason, that he's doing great this year. He'll be great again in a couple years, but the Flyers really don't need to worry about them right now. But he's probably their best all-around player on the blue line right now. Tony DeAngelo is having a really good season. He has 13 goals and 45 points in 49 games. He's a lot more uh, offensive oriented, uh, so he's pretty good scoring goals and creating scoring chances but not exactly the best defender um and he's pretty good on the power play and then jacob truba is underwhelmed that's not uh, every big trade this off season looks like it kind of like backfired uh kessel suban and jacob truba have all had pretty pretty bad seasons but uh and then brendan smith and mark stall are just bad at hockey so that's probably, so that's their defense that's what's going on back there So they'll generate chances and they'll score. Or if they don't, they're probably going to get pushed around, which is what happened when they played. um, I mean, the Flyers won the first game, which happened on December 23rd. That was the game before the long break where they came out, got handled by the Sharks. But uh, Kevin Hayes and Travis Anaheim had two goal games. It was a 5-1 win. Uh, And then after this game on Sunday, the Flyers' last game of the year against the Rangers is on April Fool's Day. And then and then that's going to be a thing where everybody's just wondering if the score is going to count. So I'm excited to uh, – oh,
0: always, uh, yeah, always a blast.
1: Always a blast. And then actually, check this out, Steve. You know how we always bitch about the schedule? This time it looks like it might actually help the Flyers out.
0: In oh, wow. a home-and-home
1: against the Rangers. The, uh, the Rangers have games on Tuesday against the Islanders, um, Thursday against Montreal game in philly on friday back to new york on sunday to host the flyers uh and so the game on friday is the second game of a back-to-back and then the game on sunday is the fourth game of a six-game stretch while the flyers only have to play two games in that time so uh they should you know we always point it out we always say there's a huge conspiracy chuck heard us and then he had the conversation with the league about well like, okay hey, you know f- fix the schedule here uh and so uh, they kind of listened And uh, they changed the schedule around in quick order, and now we have this going on. So hopefully the Flyers don't make us look dumb. That's what the
0: NHL does. They could just change the schedule on a whim like that. It was like
1: three weeks ago. Yeah, they were like, you know, before we get to the deadline, you want to do that whole schedule thing? And then they switch it around, and uh, here we are. The Flyers are going to be set up for a uh, pretty easy week against the Rangers. I say that before they lose 6-0 twice. So we'll see how that goes. I swear to
0: God, if you've jinxed this team again... (laughs) I am ending the forecast. Uh, if they if they lose at all three point, of these, I am ending the forecast, and that's you it. You know
1: what? I mean, I, you know. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I've, these predictions at this point are just getting bonkers. I, I don't know what else to say. Uh,
0: weird, wild stuff.
1: Just weird, wild stuff. Uh, I, that was the worst, <laughs> Johnny Carson. That was in. a weird Carson. <laughs> currently, uh, the Rangers wow is Johnny here?
0: <laughs>
1: he just walked in. He was going to give Pierre some tips on his new talk show that was going to happen. So uh, Rangers are currently on a three-game winning streak, by the way, and they've won seven of their last eight. Uh, Panarin, let's talk about him. 83 points in 80 games, 31 goals. He's on pace for 41 goals and 112 points. If they do make the playoffs somehow, this guy has to be in the conversation for the heart. if not it. IMO. I mean, that's uh, considering this team has no defense, and there's going to be a bunch of goalies that they're going to be carried by goalies that aren't Lundqvist. That's a big selling point on uh, Panera possibly being the heart. But again, they still have to make the playoffs. Uh, I'm going to be not,
0: so furious if this team makes the playoffs in the five. Yeah. Like I, this it might be enough. To get me to just stop liking hockey altogether.
1: Honestly, yeah, it would be very soul crushing if out of all years, like the Rangers snuck in and the Flyers lost. And it was like the, the Rangers was like, oh, we don't play defense this year. That's crazy. And then it was in the first round of the playoffs. That would be that would be a very draining way for this whole season to go. Yeah, I don't even know. But I don't know what my excitement level for next year would be. I think I'd be pretty bummed out still. But uh, uh, Mika Zibanejad is also having a pretty good season. 60 points uh, in 48 games, 28 goals. He's on a line with uh, Kreider and Bushnevich. Uh, Kreider has 24 goals. Yeah, yeah, I already talked about that. 5-on-5, this line is driving play, though. Uh, 54.23 expected goals, 4 percentage, 18 goals, to 10 goals against. And uh, that's all in 280-52 of time of work. So, again, these games should be a little closer, Um, but I think the Flyers have become a little more defensively sound and have focused more on kind of defending their own end. So that should work against the Rangers because then they'll be forced into a defensive game as well. I think that's kind of what happened in the game back in December, and the Flyers rolled in that one. So hopefully they are just able to force the Rangers to stay in their defensive zone most of the game, which will lead to goals because they don't know what they're doing back there. Steve, what do you think? What do you do? You got to say they're going to lose or we're going to have too much good, like juju going into these games and they're going to lose.
0: No, the problem is you're the jinx. You're the I one know. that needs to find. I don't release. feel good about
1: this week. I don't know. Yeah. So they're, well, I'm just you're i cancel it.
0: Yeah. You know, all jokes aside, they should feel good about this week. The Flyers should come away with. I, I mean, they have to get at least four or five points out of these games, if not oh, all yeah, six. Yeah. And especially after really just handling, with the exception of the Islanders, the divisional opponents, or not divisional opponents, but rather their competition for that wild card spot yeah. in the last two weeks, this is this is an opportunity they can't squander. They this is a week that they just have to to embrace it, get every point they can. Because I mean, the, the Penguins and the Capitals are helping them out right now, and. Yeah. Yeah. This is such a competitive field, too, that they really need to keep pushing and get ahead of everybody because it is the, the Metro is just absurd. So I, I feel good about the Flyers this week. I, I know we probably shouldn't, as Philadelphia Hockey fans, that so we should know better than that. But, I, I mean, there's no reason the Flyers should not win at least two of these games.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, and, I mean, there's no... There's no reason they should lose the Sharks here. I don't want to keep citing it, but I I mean, there's really, the the Sharks are going to send out like the most basic skeleton lineup I've ever seen in my life. Like these, there's no way they shouldn't kill them in Philly. Uh, And they should get at least one of these games against the Rangers. I think they should be able to get both of them, but, and like you said, they already went through, they already had the two games in the week against the Panthers and then they had the back-to-back against the Blue Jackets, and they won all those games. So they they gained crucial ground. It'll be a real bitch if they let it back up now against these teams, one that is clearly not fighting for anything, and then the other team that is clearly flawed this season at least. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully they don't squander this. And God, God help us because I'm now I'm putting the onus on them. But uh, don't screw them, it up. <laughs> don't just don't mess it up. Uh, also you said, put uh, all jokes aside. I want to say thank you for saying that. So I always, you know, I'm going to throw that in there every once in a while because you know, flat purple is just too much joking around. It's just, we just got to get down the the facts. You know what I mean? Well, that's we just people just
0: want straight hockey talk, nothing else.
1: Yeah. That's just right to the point. So, uh, goalie management. I'm just saying Carter Hart every single game this week. I'll tell you why real quick though, Steve. 11, 5, and 2 on the road this year is Brian Elliott with an 894 save percentage and one shutout, 6, 3, and 2 over his last 11 road games, which is good. But he's got an 867 save percentage in that time, and that's going back to the middle of December. So uh, I'm thinking, uh, you know, maybe just ride with Hartford a little bit. Let him test out those road games. See Let's if see what uh, he's
0: got. Show me what you got.
1: I think it's time. It's rather this than, you know, turning the Brian Elliott in game 3 of a playoff series, or game 1. I mean, the Flyers aren't. Gonna ice,
0: so. or any game
1: yeah no we're any game just any game uh players of the week though you want to I'm, I'm letting you this is all you
0: I'm players you. of the week craig always gets them wrong players of the week <laughs> That's all the lyrics to the song.
1: Hey, wait! I always pick the right players. They just don't produce for me.
0: Mm, that's a good that's, way to put it.
1: That's a good. That's a spin. That's some pretty good PR spin. Yeah. All right. All right. Anyway, guys. So
0: players of the week. Last week, Craig had James Van Riemsdyk. He did nothing. No Ooh. squat. Jack Nailed it. Shit.
1: That's my guy. That's my boy. That's JVR. Just killing it. Right when I need him. I, uh, you know. Meanwhile, and uh, yeah.
0: Meanwhile, me, Steve picked Kevin Hayes, two goals, one assist, all his points against the Blue Jackets in those critical games where you need a guy like Kevin Hayes to step up. And he had that beautiful of a game winner. Oh, oh yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, keep talking about it. Go ahead and make your picks. Keep well, you picking this week.
0: As a result of Craig's just abysmal failure and <laughs> anything.
1: Shut the fuck up and make the picks. I have been tasked.
0: <laughs> With making dose picks this week, and dose dose picks, and <laughs> my picks are I, I picked one defenseman and one forward. I went with uh, Matt Niskanen on defense, and I went with uh, Jacob Jake Voracek of uh, Jacob's Showcut, yeah, Jacob's That's what it was. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I went with Voracek and Niskanen. Uh, don't know, just that's that's what I got the feeling for this week. And since Craig didn't have one to steal all the bad luck, I'm sure I will be a miserable failure on yeah. both of those.
1: No, 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 that's not how this I, I'm staring clear of them. Niskan will have a two goal game for check. will have an overtime winner. Yeah. You know? Yep. Or maybe I just jinxed it. I don't know. Who knows?
0: Well, you you have very powerful. Jinx I'm power. pretty Sports good at bad. that. I
1: don't understand that. But yeah, apparently I'm pretty good at that. That's like my thing.
0: Well, you know, when sports are bad, sports are bad. And oh, if yeah. sports are bad. ooh, all right. Let's is the see. name of the game. Craig is your man, because that is his Twitter handle. You can follow oh. Craig at sports are bad. You can follow me at or Esteban.
1: That was a pretty good. I'm sta- I'm giving you a standing ovation. Right? That was a pretty good segue. Thank you. I've been trying to do it for like two months now. And I, I still haven't really nailed one. That was pretty. That was pretty good.
0: Now, you 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 nail a lot. Of these segues and transitions. Oh, yeah. I know those Your segue game has come an incredibly long way since we started (laughs) podcasting back in 1982.
1: Yeah, first podcast out there. First podcast
0: ever. And we're we're still doing it and not getting.
1: Still getting paid nine figures for it. So I'm pretty pumped about it. (laughs) It's
0: never stopped. We're partying with Sammy Hagar. And (laughs) that's how it goes. All right. Craig, sports are bad. I am fly purpley or Esteban make it fly purpley for your hockey needs. Follow BSH Radio, follow Broad Street Hockey, and be sure to listen to all of our great podcasts out there. And I could rattle them all off, but there's too many to name because we put out so much tangy scent for you people. But the one I will plug is our show, Flyperbole, our 16-hour podcast that we produce at the end of the week, typically. So please listen to Flyperbole in addition to the forecast. Folks, that's all we got for you tonight. Until next time, in the words of the great Gene Hart, good night and... Good hockey.